It wasn't pink, yellow, or even white. In fact, it wasn't even a rose. It was a chrysanthemum, a big purple one. It had sagged over, its frilly head growing too heavy for the stalk as it expired. Dipping down like a weeping mourner, each of its long, thin petals was tipped with crinkly brown. I stared at the dead flower in its cloudy vase of green glass. How long would it take for a flower to die like that? Three days? A week? Somewhere in between, I guessed. In any case, the inescapable conclusion was that I'd been lying here in this hospital bed for quite some time. There was a tiny note on the chrysanthemum, tied around its neck like a collar. It was written on folded purple paper and said, Hope you feel better. Holly. I wondered who the hell Holly was, but my mind produced no answers. Maybe she was the woman who had hit me and landed me here. Maybe she hoped I would lighten the lawsuit if she did the courtesy of sending me a flower. If so, she was in for a surprise. By this time I'd grown tired of pinching the IV line. I untaped a needle from my wrist, wincing as the adhesives plucked out fifty or so hairs from my arm. I found a box of tissues and wadded up a stack of them before pulling out the needle. It didn't hurt much, but the blood flowed. I pressed the tissues against my wrist and muttered curses. I got up at last and staggered around my bed in widening circles. My mind was still fuzzy, but it was clearing up fast. The cast on my right leg made walking difficult. I stretched painfully, and some of the stiffness left my body as I did so. I found a paper inside a plastic sheath hanging from the foot of my bed. Inside were a few printed facts. My name was Quentin Draith. It seemed like an odd name, but it did ring a bell. The rest of the sheet was a list of stats, blood gas numbers, dates, operations. I'd been here for ten days. The door rattled. Some dark instinct within me caused me to release the paper in its plastic sheath and let it fall back into place. I flopped back painfully onto the bed. There was no time to pull up the sheets, so I didn't bother. I did conceal the dangling IV line, however. I didn't move as the door swung quietly open. A figure stood there, watching. I opened one eye to a slit in the dimly lit room, and I watched her in return. The nurse had a fresh IV bag in her hand. The clear liquid inside gleamed in the light from the corridor behind her. I had a hazy memory of someone coming in and changing that little bag of drugs now and then, whenever I showed signs of life. Perhaps this nurse was the culprit. I did my best to simulate deep sleep. I let my head loll on the pillow as convincingly as I could, even though it hurt to do so. The nurse hesitated for a long while, then finally closed the door quietly and left. My eyes snapped open again and roved the room. For ten days they'd been drugging me, keeping me in this helpless state. How long did they plan to continue? Although I could not recall the details, I had the impression that my personal history was not one filled with happy events. I didn't like depending on the kindness of strangers. I stood up again and dragged my leg to the door. I leaned heavily on the door when I got there. The window had security wire embedded in it, forming a pattern of diamonds. I peered out of the small rectangular pane of glass into the quiet corridor beyond. I tried the handle applying gentle pressure to make sure it opened quietly. It only went down half an inch before it stopped dead. 
I looked down and rattled it gently. I realized with a cold feeling that I'd been locked in. I tried the bathroom door next, but that was locked as well. I looked around the room with wide, staring eyes. A tickle of sweat went down the back of my neck. I hobbled back to my bed, dragging a leg that remained encased in a fiberglass cast. I was already thinking of escape, but the leg cast would make such a thing difficult, if not impossible. I was uncertain what to do next. I tried to take stock of my situation. I was being drugged on a regular basis, which could be excusable immediately after an accident, but not a week later. I was locked into my room as well. What was going on? I searched the room. All the basics were there. TV, water bottle, bedpan, but no phone. No windows to the outside world, either. Digging in the bed on a hunch, I decided...